death gift. All spelt in capitals. Lowercases for pussies. Cool. What about... I fucking said... Death was Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom. I'm here with Eric and Brittany. Hi. I'm Brittany. Hello. You're Brittany. Hello. I'm Eric. Yeah, Eric, you sound like you're in a death metal I'm band. having a death gasm. Whoa. <laughs> I think that's a great segue into what we watched tonight, which... <laughs> Wait, what did we watch tonight? We watched 2015's horror comedy from New Zealand... Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Yes, we did. And it was Britney's pick. It was. If, you know, you finally made it back around. by the fact that it was a horror comedy. Yeah, right? <laughs> a, a You've never picked up. one of those before. <laughs> <laughs> this was a little different than the normal ones, though, I must say. It was very gory. It was. Um, so wait, let's back up the train here. Why did we pick it? Um... The most simple and frequent reason is that I saw the trailer on YouTube and was like, that looks awesome <laughs> or terrible. Yeah. Um, and I waited and waited and waited for it to come out, and it just was seemingly nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then I searched on demand, and it appeared one day. Yeah, we we rented it on Amazon for eight bucks, six ninety nine Is- HD for two days. Okay, or you can buy it for ten bucks. That's not bad. Which we probably should have done. We should have bought, it. <laughs> but we were like, we don't know what we're getting into. I know. I talked to Saturday. That was my bad. <laughs> I'll take responsibility. Okay, so that's why. So what's Deathgasm about? Um, it is about a teenage metalhead named Brody who moves in with his super religious aunt and uncle cousin who are all dickheads. Um, he starts a metal band with some of his friends. They discover pages from it's like an ancient text. Yeah. It's like a demonic song called The Black Hymn. And basically, if you play it, um, a demon named... Aloth comes and everyone turns into disgusting eyeless demon freaks and that's what happens <laughs> yeah and it's up to them to uh, send this demon back to hell obviously him and his metal band friends and his love interest Medina yeah who is a preppy blonde girl who is slowly becoming a metalhead. <laughs> Which She's is a rude. funky, cold, preppy girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been meaning to do that for about 40 minutes. You know, I've been, f- I've been thinking of a way <laughs> to say like, oh, well, her name's Medina. Ah, you know what? Forget it. But no, I'm glad someone thought of something good. Okay, you clowns, cut the crap. Yeah, so I guess let's dive into successes. Sure. Are we ready? I was born ready. You were born ready? <laughs> to okay. discuss death, yes. I was born to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> Different band, dude. Different band. Uh, Rock me like a hurricane. <laughs> success. I th- I'm going to throw out a real quick one. I like how the movie's called Deathgasm after the band that they made that was the troop of people that had to fight the demon. Yes. Simple concept. Really liked it. Yeah. Mm. That's an awesome band name as well. So. Also true. Um, although I think Deathgasm, the band had no A. In it death. was yeah D E T H gasm <laughs> yeah yes like Megadeth mm-hmm. um speaking of which the music in this movie was obviously great <laughs> uh yeah for any sort of metal fan I think this does total fan service I, for people who love metal yeah and I don't even like metal that much I mean there's maybe like three metal bands that I really like but I like the spirit of metal 
I respect it and I appreciate it. I do too. Uh, so yeah, that was a huge selling point. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how this really nails the 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 difference between like the intensity of metal and the nerdiness of metal. Yeah, and it like kind of <laughs> it hits both sides of it and in between, and it feels really good. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an accessible metal for all the people who might be intimidated by it. Mm. Um, and also on top of that, so Brody's like denim jacket's got a bunch of patches on it. He had a Guar patch. He had a Cannibal Corpse patch. He had like anal cunt CDs. So <laughs> Trivium. Trivium. Oh, he's a big fan of Trivium posters. Cattle decapitation. <laughs> yeah, all these good, great bands. All these great metal bands that. Um, all these names of bands I only know through people who I know that listen to metal. <laughs> I have no idea what their music sounds like. It sounds like metal. Like <laughs> death, death metal. Um, I mean, it, it's nice to see a movie when it's when a movie has a specific like mind like when it has a specific what's the word i'm looking for like it has a specific genre in mind i guess that's the best way I like can kind of mar- mar- marketing itself to a very specific yeah. subgroup like of people niche. it's nice when it feels legitimate like mm. it doesn't feel like it's just co-opting something yeah which is uh, you know I, I think we discussed this in revenge of the ninja last week you know that movie felt very legitimate even though it was extremely silly this movie also has that same kind of credibility where i'm like okay I might not know much about metal, but this feels very legitimate. It doesn't feel like they're just making shit up. Oh, like yeah. Someone yeah. that's very passionate about this art form has made this movie. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I was like, I'm on board. Yeah. I, I used to listen to a lot of metal, and I used to know a lot of metal people, and I think this is right there. It, mm. it, it hit it. It's right up there, alley. Yeah. Who Coincidentally, all the people that we know that love metal probably also really love movies that have the same feel, like the Evil Dead feel or like the Dead Alive feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The super gory. I feel like those kind of go hand in hand. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can't have a band called Cattle Decapitation and then go and watch The Last Unicorn all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you um, the Last Unicorn is amazing. <laughs> okay, maybe you could. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no kind of leaning on what you said about how it felt very organic i felt like that was a great contributor to how this plot unfolded mm-hmm. and i was on board for that too like i feel like they really took their time in explaining everything so when things were happening i didn't feel like it was coming out of nowhere um so i thought that was a huge plus because that's not something we get very often around here yeah no <laughs> it's very clear cut what they were doing gift. yeah for sure uh what else what else we have um, the title card credit sequence in the beginning was great. Oh, where they introduced the characters with those like sketches. Um, kind of, but just in the beginning when it was like flashing all those metal pictures and then like the oh, splat yeah. deathgasm like title card pops up. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked many times about how no movies take the time to do that anymore, and it's just like a plain like black and white title card. It's boring. So I thought that was a cool touch and fit in with the rest of the movie perfectly. For sure, yeah. There were there were some uh, some very cartoony themes, some comicy themes going through this, especially in the early stages of this movie. I think to help keep the pace up and keep you keep you interested long enough to get involved with these people, so that the back end of the movie was a very easy watch to help you know to root for these guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but yeah, I think the the intro sequence that I, I was talking about on top of that with the uh, it was like notepad paper, and every time a character got introduced, they got sketched out real quick, and their name got added, and then you know they got like the the voiceover bio, like this is so and so, he's the blah 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 blah, yeah. and then you know the page would rip, and then there there they would be, 
Um, that it, helped me remember who the characters were as well. <laughs> oh, totally. It helped me remember names because I was like, wait, who's that guy? And I would think about that title screen and I would be able to recall. Because I'm an old folkster. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that added like a quirky element to this, which also made this, once again, it made this metal thing really accessible and, and borderline cutesy yeah. for people. It was which, super silly. Which contributed to the comedy of something that is so, like metal is heinous, right? It's it's, it's brutal and it's vulgar. <laughs> He's like brutal so many times. I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. I mean, even death, like I felt death clock at like uh, adult swim vibes in this yeah, too i was oh, yeah. definitely feeling that yeah there was a lot of that going on as well for sure um, um i like i don't know if it would be considered breaking the fourth wall but i felt like it kind of did what um just at certain points it felt very like obvious well like <laughs> there was a part where i are we probably going to talk about the same thing <laughs> when he like grabs the camera this is one of my favorite parts yeah i thought that was awesome like i don't know if that's considered like, breaking the fourth wall it but is, it kind yeah. of is because yeah. it's acknowledging like the world outside of what is immediately happening. Yeah. Um, but like uh, this, this character, Zach, is just so metal. Like he can change the point of view to himself <laughs> as if it were a movie. Yeah, they're discussing their band name and they're all throwing ideas out there. And then um, Zach, who's kind of like not really the leader. I guess he's, he's the, kind of he's he's definitely like the, douche, the leader. He's, he's like the douchebag leader. Yeah, he's the alpha um, metal guy. Yeah. And he's like, how about Deathgasm? And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then the camera kind of pans over to Brody and he's like, how about? And then Zach, Zach like physically grabs <laughs> the camera and puts it back on himself. And he's like, I said deathgasm. <laughs> In all capitals, because lowercase is for pussies. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I felt like in any other movie that would have been like too sticky and ridiculous, but it was yeah. just perfect. Like yeah. the mood of this movie was very consistent. I agree. Yeah, no, and it, it totally fit. I didn't think, and it's funny. You see, you're like, oh, that when they broke the fourth wall, I'm like, oh no, they didn't. What what part? And then I was like, oh my god, no, they they did, didn't they? <laughs> they grabbed the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> they grabbed it. and They moved. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, Eric, what do you have for for success? Anything? Um, Anything the the special effects were fantastic. Oh man, totally. Uh, both the CGI and the practical special effects uh, came together and just made a great great spectacle. They complemented each other so well, which is yeah. exactly what you want. You want your uh, practical effects to be enhanced by some of the CG that comes later. Mm -hmm. And I think on a lot of the, the possessed people in this movie, they had like, you know, their eyes missing and they were, you know, bloody faced and all that stuff. And it was, there was practical effect on set to make them look fantastic. They look great. And then they enhanced in CG and it was exactly yeah. what you'd want. Uh, there was, uh, there was no part in this where I was like, Oh God, that was so, disgusting graphics like bad yeah. cg, yeah, bad CG. like yeah. unbelievable yeah i hate that shit. I mean, the whole thing was unbelievable but, <laughs> but in a good way um i wrote down scene transitions as a plus and now i can't remember specifically what the fuck i wanted to say so um, i know exactly because <laughs> one of my so favorite apologize. one of my favorite parts is going to be one of these scene transitions. i want to talk about it now because you brought it up um there was one <laughs> see it was early in the movie it just said, it said, heavy metal up your butthole. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> when I wrote it down. And through the O in butthole, it then zoomed into the, our frame and our wide shot for the next bit. So I was like, oh my God, they just said heavy metal up your butthole to get us to this next scene. That was perfect. <laughs> I feel like there's something after that as well that I can't quite recall. So There's a couple of cool moments. Yeah. That one in particular was definitely one of my favorites. Um, and this movie was genuinely funny. Like I laughed out loud a bunch of times. Yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't frequently enjoy comedies, but it's it's really got to be on point for me to enjoy it. And this was seriously a laugh a minute. Like, <laughs> it was well written. 
I'm glad that metal culture translated to New Zealand in the same way that it happens here. Hmm. <laughs> like it's the same kind of kids. Same kind of people who are into it. Yeah, I was like, hey, I know them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I get it. Like, we hung out with these guys in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I know who these people are. That makes perfect sense to me. Um, anything else before we want to want to touch on any uh, failures? Um, I think I touched on all the major ones for myself. Yeah, honestly, most of my notes is just favorite parts. Uh, yeah, it's so. one of those movies where favorite, like, just these small, really endearing moments mm-hmm. kept happening. Uh, and I really appreciated it. Uh, but do we have any failures? <laughs> my biggest gripe honestly is so stupid and i feel like such an idiot but um a lot of the time when the demons were talking the voice was so distorted that i couldn't understand what they were saying no that that happened and i feel time. like my fucking mom right now because she's one of those people that's <laughs> always like i can never understand english accents or irish accents or scottish accents and it's, i mean i have zero problem understanding any accents including new zealand um but just the distortion on the voice made it, it like was really hard to understand for me. Yeah. Like probably 45% of the demon dialogue in this movie. I have no fucking idea what was being said. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I don't know how much of it was plot critical. Yeah. Some of it was pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. I don't know how important it was. Probably not very. But we might have missed a, a couple of really good lines if a couple of some, some we don't understand. Yeah, it. that's yeah. what I was thinking. At worst, it was a few crack up lines yeah um that's really the only thing i had though i'd say one of the one of the things that i thought was just slightly annoying uh was i felt like there were a lot of like boo-hoo moments for brody in our favorite character a lot of like he did get shit on he got shit on a lot but like i'm like i get it he's shit on like i don't need to i don't know i'm just picky we keep setting (laughs) the plate for this character yeah exactly there was a moment like like an hour into the movie where they kept this like he's getting shit on vibe going and I'm like I don't need this right now like I, I get it I thought they, they hit that point a little too hard hmm. I didn't really think that but now that you mention it I guess they kind of did but I feel like maybe it was necessary to illustrate to us what pushed him to play the song knowing that it was going to like summon demons because he did it intentionally. And I know I mentioned like Dead Alive and Evil Dead earlier and all like the outbreaks and all the chaos that ensues in both of those, both of those movies is kind of like accidental. Mm. Nobody means it. Um, so I thought that was an interesting take on this one that he did it intentionally and now he has to like try to stop it. Yeah. No, I buy that. I guess, I guess that's that makes sense. I, I mean, I'm really just nitpicking. <laughs> I am. No, I mean, they did pile it on. He was shit on. Yeah. For sure. So I decided to say that. Eric, what do, you, do you have anything? Um, my only real gripe is I don't necessarily understand the need for the antagonists in, the, in this movie because I feel like the, like the antagonists keep killing each other and eventually they're all very... They, they don't get much screen time. We don't really follow them too much, so we don't know their motivations other than the fact that they're occultists yeah um, yeah they were kind of uh they, lame yeah it, it almost feels like this movie might be improved without the antagonists and it's just well there are demons here now and the antagonists are really just the demons themselves yeah the cultists felt like another third party that weren't necessary yeah um, they were not necessary whatsoever the they, minor, were, they were like the yeah. boss level but they weren't boss at all yeah they're, they're mini boss it was like <laughs> gonna fight these demons gonna fight his like aunt and uncle demon and then yeah. the boss level, which was pretty easy, and one person pretty much took out everybody. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, they all took each other out. I, I didn't really understand the need for them yeah, to they, be there. They were killing themselves a lot. Mm. I mean, and that was also I mean, a fantastic I, scene. I suppose it's in character, but <laughs> I still don't see the point. Um, yeah. I mean, this was... I mean, that's the, again, that's a nitpick. It they is didn't a nitpick. detract from the movie that much. No, and considering the movie, I mean, this was an hour and 26 minutes. And it was a, it was a tight hour and 26. It, w- it moved very quickly. Um, I mean, we're saying that, that these kind of, you know, they went a little farther. I mean, ultimately, I think this would have been, you know, minutes hmm. uh, of actual time. Yeah. Yeah, that, they crammed that, that a lot added. into their yeah. runtime. Exactly. This I is. felt like a lot happened by like the 40 minute mark. I was like, holy shit, so much has happened already. Real high energy. Very pacey. Kept it. I liked it. Yeah, same. Um, all right. So with that, I guess let's um, let's move on to favorite parts then. Who would like to begin? <laughs> so many. Uh, there's so many good, fun. Like everything. Genuine <laughs> so moments. Big. Um, when Brody and Zach first became friends and it was like showing the stuff that they do together and they're mixing that like, (laughs) I don't know if it was like gas. I forget what he said it was. Uh, they they were mixing some sort of, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then they like lit somebody's field on fire and it said, hail Satan, but Satan was spelled wrong. It said, hail Satan. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty funny. Um, when we're seeing the boss guy, I think his name was Eon. Um, was that like the head like of the, the head occult- of the occultist? Yes. Um, when his like lackey was like sobbing and begging for his life, <laughs> and those two hooded guys came out behind him and beheaded him and got blood all over his expensive carpet, <laughs> and he was like, "Do it again! Put a tarp down!" So like they pull, drag a tarp out and like sit the guy's head on his decapitated shoulders <laughs> and then like pretend that <laughs> <laughs> off again. <laughs> And then the guy's like, "Okay, that's better." I, I love the confusion that, that the uh, the hooded gentleman had. Can, it was and, like so well done through their body language. Oh yeah, and like the confusion he had, and like the grasping for approval afterwards, like, like was looking that right? up at him, like, "Was that it?" Like, Did I do it right? <laughs> He's like, "Okay, good. That's good." Yeah, I love just like the complete absurdist parts like that that were peppered through this movie. Yeah, for sure. Eric, what do you have? Uh, Man, I have a lot of stuff listed. Um, We already went over Zach breaking the fourth wall. Uh, Oh, um, this movie had a lot of 80s electricity effects. And I feel like we don't see that very often anymore. And Mm -hmm. I kind of miss that effect. I feel like that was in a lot of cheap sci-fi from the 80s. It was a lot of fun to see. And we don't see it anymore. I don't know why. That's like the one CG effect we should still have. Yeah, because that one, probably you can make it look pretty good pretty easy. It looked great in this movie. Yeah, yeah. they did a good job with it. Mm. No, I, That's funny. It was I, used I a lot, but I get, like it had a point. Yeah. So yeah. I don't mind that. Definitely not. I, um, I think one of my favorite parts was um, his cousin's death scene. <laughs> Um, that was also one of my which favorites. which was fantastic. So the the character of his cousin, so he moved in with his uh, aunt and uncle, uh, and he was this metal kid. And his cousin was like the school bully. He was like a big jerk and always made fun of him for liking metal. And then he took interest in his cousin's girlfriend, and they were hanging out. And so his cousin got like you know really uptight and insecure about it, jealous. Um, and then he kind of disappears for a little bit, and we get this whole big fight go down with with the aunt and his uncle getting possessed and he has to like kill them go through them and it's brody and zach (laughs) and they just did all this hard work and they're sitting in the living room and all of a sudden the cousin walks in and he's perfectly human perfectly fine (laughs) 
<laughs> and he goes, what the fuck? What's going on? And Brody just gets up with a chainsaw and like cuts his head off. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, whew. <laughs> he sits back down like, oh, thank God. Zach was like, what? He was totally fine. You know that, right? He's, he's like, like, what? I'm pretty he sure came, he wasn't possessed. He said uh, something about Satan. Yeah, he came in here talking about Satan. You didn't hear him say that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I loved the fact that he just killed his cousin for being a dickhead. Yeah, like he took this opportunity to, to do that. And it was such a casual comedic moment. Uh, executed so well by these guys. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely... Uh, his New Zealand accent really made me laugh when he was like, I'm pretty sure he's not possessed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Great timing on those, those guys. Yeah, that cracked me up. Um, the dildo and anal bead weaponry in this <laughs> oh movie was God. out of control. Um, when they're battling the aunt and uncle, they discover all these like kinky sex toys in the closet, which is hilarious and because they're hyper religious quite the commentary on like (laughs) religious zealots um so i thought that was funny people are getting impaled through the head with dildos and it was hilarious he's like (laughs) waving the anal beads around his head like it was a mace or something (laughs) it was just fucking out of control um the devil music was awesome yep I don't know if that was written specifically for this movie, but I'm assuming that it was. I would hope so, because I hope they wouldn't really play the black hymn like that. <laughs> That's dangerous. One of my favorite things was when they were shooting their little music video, and De- um, Giles, the, the fat nerd guy, mm-hmm. just comes out with Peter Chris face paint, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> with, like, crooked-ass whiskers, there's, like, diagonal lines across his face. <laughs> that was really good. Those two uh, those two side characters were fantastic. Oh, I, I, I love them. The two nerdy... Double, uh, double D. <laughs> D&D guys. Yeah, the, uh, those guys. Yeah, were, were every back. time there was like a little joke about like the tabletop game they were playing, <laughs> I just got like a laugh out of it. Yeah. Like they bust in the school and that guy's just like, well, you're in like the <laughs> wizard citadel. So I was like, oh, you idiot. I, I felt like those characters were like my connection to this movie, too, because <laughs> in high school, I was friends with a lot of metalheads, but I wasn't really a metalhead guy. So I was just that nerd that hung out with them. Yeah. So I felt like I could really relate to those guys. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, that's probably exactly what they were going that's, for. Well, because they yeah, know those me get into the movie. Well, and, and those kinds of clicks, I think they they walk, you know, on the same path. Yeah. It's those nerdy kids <laughs> just happen to be nerdy about one thing, not the other. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. I do. I did really also like everything that happened when they were playing the black hymn. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in the vicinity would just be like barfing out blood. Yeah. Um. And then when the teacher was kind of turning into a demon, he was like sh- like farting blood and like pu- puking blood. blood all over his students. Oh yeah, yeah it was pretty brutal. <laughs> that I was awesome. It. Like that whole scene where like I felt like it happened to like the adults. I didn't think it happened to like the kids. I don't know if that question. was. I don't know I if didn't... that was like intentional. Yeah, I don't recall any kids like there was teenagers. the one kid in the bathroom, which I don't know if it was the cousin's friend. At first, I thought it was the it cousin, was. the kid with the heart shaped glasses, <laughs> because that gimmick was so funny. How he was, I honestly didn't understand a fucking word he said. Um, like I mentioned, but when he, he like slid out of frame and then like <laughs> slid back in and made like one last comment and then like floated away. I was like, oh, that's like the perfect amount of camp yeah. and cheese. I liked how they all wore uh, sunglasses, too. I think to just cover their eye holes mm. or whatever. Uh, and his just happened to be like in the shapes of hearts. <laughs> just so funny. Just like, that little comedic touch that this movie had very consistently throughout. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of little nuanced like comedic things that I noticed as well. Like when 
<laughs> when they got to the aunt and uncle's house and Zach was just drinking his beer and Brody was getting attacked and he was like, oh shit. And he like looked at the beer and then like chugged the rest of it before like hitting the demon with the bottle. <laughs> I was like, it was such like a small joke, like him finishing the beer before he hit him with it. Yeah. Um, you can miss it in two seconds, but yeah. if you're watching it, you get, you know. I always really appreciate like attention to minute detail like that. Mm. For sure. Anything else we'd like to uh, cover before we move on to ratings? Uh, very early on the movie when um, we're kind of seeing how Brody feels in his head when he listens to metal. Like we're getting inside of his head. And we understand awesome. oh, yeah, <laughs> how this music makes him feel and how it makes him feel empowered. And it's just like a shot of him on top of like a mountain. And he's being pawed at by like a bikini, like a chainmail bikini babe. <laughs> and he's just like rocking out on his guitar. Uh <laughs> And he eye lasers her bikini off, and then he just starts rocking out harder, <laughs> which that well, alone yeah. was great. But then we also get a follow up later after he uh, gives Medina some of his metal CDs and she puts one on. And all of a sudden she's transported to the same place and she's being pawed up by chainmail bikini babes. <laughs> and she's just got like this, this giant axe and she's like swinging it around her head. I loved like, those. I, I thought that was awesome. It was a really great way to just transfer. Like if you're a metalhead and you listen to metal, like this is how this is how we feel. Yeah. Like. I can relate to that, you know. When I listen to certain things, it makes me feel fucking oh, like yeah. in a certain way. When like I listen to like yeah. when I listen to like three inches of blood, I'm like I'm galloping across an open field into <laughs> battle right now. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Anything that the sword does is like perfect. It's yeah. yeah. Metal metal can be great. But that's why I love metal so much because like the good metal is like the best stuff, <laughs> but the rest of it is just awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm like just horror not into like listening to people cough into a microphone for four minutes. <laughs> That type of metal just isn't my I'll personal see. style. Oh, if it's got a good mood, I'm all in. <laughs> I don't care what anyone's saying. I just want it to. I just want it to. Be just want the right vibe. Exactly. I want the right mood. That's all. <laughs> um, um, I was reading an article on Bloody Disgusting. That was like an interview with the director, and he was saying how some of his favorite lyrics are "Cannibal Corpse," "Hammer Smash Face." Oh yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was so funny because there was a Hammer Smash Face death in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I just That's thought right. that was worth a mention. <laughs> Definitely. I was like, hey. Um, also, I have to just give a shout out to that barbed wire weed whacker. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Shout out to the barbed wire weed whacker. Oh, yeah, that whacked <laughs> some dude's dick off. Oh, yeah. That was, a little, uh, that was gross. That was good, though. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I, I'm ready to rate. I'm ready to rat um, it. Yeah, I'm ready to rat it. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Yeah, fuck I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right, let's rate Deathgasm, 2015 horror comedy, guys. Where do we want to start? Who wants to rate? Uh, Brittany. Oh, oh. I'm just gonna give it a fuck yeah, because I had a great time watching it. I thought it was funny. It was well written. It was super gory. Um, it was tongue in cheek and campy in like the perfect ways. I just like every aspect of it. I was very pleased with it. Was like beyond competent filmmaking, which is like the only thing we pray for when we do this <laughs> podcast. Oh yeah, really please let it be competent. Take an absurd so, subject and drive it with competence. Yeah, exactly. And not very often do you get something that's just like deftly made that mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. That's like I would recommend this it. to anybody. Yeah, that's a horror fan or a metal fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I did want to mention that Giles was wearing a bad taste shirt. Oh, that was nice. a little nod to Peter Jackson there. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Eric, what do, you, what do you give it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. As you can tell, I know a lot about metal. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just the, the excellent 
uh, excellent effects, uh, plot line that was simple but had great motivation behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting was pretty solid for a horror movie of this caliber. Um, it it just put me in the same mindset as like, you know, Evil Dead, Bad Taste, um, you know, all the Cornetto trilogy. Like I had that kind of vibe going for it. Like I could easily see Simon Pegg and Nick Frost playing these two characters when they were younger, or hell now. Like yeah. that would be pretty funny too. Also, these characters grown up. Yes. I thought of Pick of Destiny so many times watching. Yep, dude, I thought of Tenacious D too. <laughs> Um, and I mean, I, I think it really speaks to this movie that like I'm, I don't really have an investment in metal and it was still very relevant to me and it was very funny. Like it, I don't have to know anything about metal to understand the jokes in this. Yeah. It's, it's self-referential in a way that I can understand. I could be in on the joke instead of being the outsider saying, oh, what's going on? <laughs> so I can really appreciate that. For sure. For sure. <laughs> oh man. The poison. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, when, Z- when Brody first meets Zach, it's in a record shop, and they're both, like, pulling out vinyls and then, like, discreetly looking over and looking at the, like, vinyl that the other person is looking at. And judging them. Yeah, and judging <laughs> them based on it. <laughs> and Zach just looks over, and Brody, like, absentmindedly pulled one out of the stack, and it was just a Poison album. <laughs> and they were both like, oh, the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and we all got a laugh out of that. Tom, what do you yeah. rat it? I will. I'll give it. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling a little peer pressure, so I'm going to give it a fuck yeah. Don't feel peer peer pressure. I was already. Gonna, I was already going to. Don't give feel peep a poop pop. Don't feel papa. Give it what you want. I won't. <laughs> um, Do what I, you feel in your heart. <laughs> I was going to give it a really high score, anyway. But I might as well give it a fuck yeah to give it the fucking sweep because I feel like I stopped Kindred from getting a fucking sweep. With a fuck yes, and I think that's baloney. I think I'm going to give it a fucking sweep anyway. <laughs> uh, and I don't want to let that happen again because I kind of regretted it. Yeah. So, we all have our regrets. On are you retrograding the kindred a fuck yeah and giving this a fuck yeah as well? As I mean, subtracting an S and adding an AH onto my grade, yes. Okay. I yeah. will do that. Yes, I support I that. I feel like this movie deserves it. And I will give this a fuck yeah as well because this is... Like, if if this movie came out while I was in, in the peak love of metal that I had, which I was probably about 18. <laughs> it might be your favorite movie 19, of all time. <laughs> it would, would so be one of my favorite movies. Like, <laughs> this is such a I want to put this on every single night kind of movie. Yeah. Um, if I was the right age for it. I'm kind of glad we didn't buy it because I want to get it on Blu-ray and watch it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I would, yeah, and I would definitely recommend. I'd recommend this to anybody looking for a, a good horror movie to watch, or anyone that's like into metal. Just be like, watch this movie. They make a lot of good references. You'll appreciate, and it's like gory as shit, and everyone who loves metal loves that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Obviously. Exactly. It's uh, it's a it's a blanket statement, but it's true. <laughs> Stereotyping. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so fuck yeah, fucking sweep for Deathgasm. Deathgasm swept it. Awesome. That was a good job. Yeah, that was a good watch. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Any final thoughts? Any final uh, thoughts on, uh, on, this, on this bad boy? Always just makes me happy to see any representation of a subculture in a movie that just feels like it's, there's some credibility behind it. Like mm-hmm. that, Something about that always makes me happy, even if it's not something that I'm involved with necessarily. Yeah. Definitely. It, it feels like someone's really captured what the subculture is about and, and put all their feelings into it and put it on the screen and made it work. Mm-hmm. And it gives us a glimpse into that, yeah. even though that might not necessarily be where we're from. Definitely. I think that's maybe one of the biggest strengths of filmmaking is when you can when you can manage to capture something like that and explain it to someone that maybe doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the hardest part. Mm. It really is. 
Yeah, well, the writer and the director were the same person. Yeah, and I feel um, like this guy just loves metal. He does. I, I'm, he has to in order to make this. But, <laughs> but this guy has a, uh, a history in visual effects in some really big blockbuster movies. Oh, really? Yeah. So he he's worked on um, uh, the Avengers. He's worked on like The Great Gatsby. He's, Jason uh, Lee Howden. He's done some really cool. Visual, oh, the Hobbit. Visual, the Hobbit visual effects work. Nice. So that's why this movie probably has such a strength in its visual effects. Um, that's probably where he's coming from. That's probably where it lies. Oh wow, Wolverine, Man yeah. of Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Some some good stuff. And guys like that should be making horror. I mean, horror is half spectacle, really. Oh yeah. yeah. Probably more so. Yeah. Definitely. And I think like it we it had the the right amount of story for me to be involved in our characters and mm. watch them do uh, exactly what they've set themselves up to do, which is make this really over-the-top, gory-possessed thing. Uh, and so I was enjoying it on multiple levels. Agreed. I always appreciate when, like, story isn't forsaken for visuals and vice versa. Mm. It's always a pleasant surprise. Definitely. All right, that's it, guys. We did well. We watched... Uh, <laughs> we watched Deathgasm. Go us. We watched Deathgasm for 2015, and it got a fucking sweep, which was pretty awesome. It was good. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's start a death metal band. <laughs> we can do that, right? Dumbgasm. <laughs> Dumbogasm. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. It'd be ratgasm. Second class cannibal. Metal Dumbo. <laughs> Second class cannibal. I'm in it. Uh, send us your best, best uh, death metal names for us. <laughs> if you'd like more information, visit Facebook. Facebook.com slash second class cinema. If you'd like to listen to our podcast, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. SecondClassCinema.com and FollowingFilms.com. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Good night. Good night.